0: You have to always be adding layers and and new ways of doing it because it's not going to be just one marketing funnel that gets the job done for you here at third wheel
1: media we help you navigate the world of radio podcasting and video so that you can hit a home run with your content on this podcast we'll give you a behind the scenes look at what we do this is rounding third conversations in modern media Welcome into to episode two of Rounding Third, Conversations in Modern Media. I'm Ben George. He is John Stillman, our guest today. He is uh, the owner of Rosewood Wealth Management, but also one of the owners here at Third World Media. So, John, you see both sides of this coin on our discussion today on really trying to generate leads and get conversions out of the, the work that you're doing and make your marketing efforts truly work.
0: Yeah, and it's always interesting to see both sides of it because there are times where, in fact, you and I have had these conversations before where you're saying, hey, uh, you know, we have this financial advisor doing this, and uh, we really need them to follow through with this particular thing that we need them to do so that we can do our part. And I'm saying, you know what? I get it, man. Like I've been in their shoes. I understand that implementation of things can be difficult. So yeah, I definitely have my feet in both camps.
1: Yeah, which is why I wanted to have this conversation with you is is we talk about it's not just one thing, right? Like when you're putting in the effort to to bring people into your business, whatever business you are. You, know, you you're always going to look at like one specific thing that you're doing and say, "Why is that not working?" Or, "Man, is is this providing the benefit that I want it to?" But you know, there's there's so many examples of why it's not just that one thing. It's multiple efforts that cause that. And and this is something that you can speak to because you pay close attention to this too, I know, because I know you're very you're very analytical. And, you know, not only are you paying attention to it because you're working with clients, but also because you're trying to do what many of the people we're working with are trying to do.
0: Right. And as time goes on, the way that you generated leads 10 or 12 years ago becomes less and less effective. And so it's just a constant evolution of like trying to understand the next new way of generating leads while at the same time, not completely throwing out everything you've done in the past, but just understanding you have to always be adding layers and, and new ways of doing it because it's not going to be just one marketing funnel that gets the job done for you.
1: We're going to talk about a couple of examples, and then we're going to kind of close it out by you know, talking through some of the things that we discuss with our clients when it comes to this conversation of what can we be doing differently? Why is this working? What is working well? What's not? But I think just kind of give more like actual examples from our day-to-day life. So I'll start with one, John, before I'll toss it to you for one. And I just got back, I guess it's been two weeks already since the national championship. And well, we're recording this two weeks, but you know, the national championship of Alabama and Georgia, if anybody's listening to any of the podcasts that I work with, they know that I went to the university of Alabama. So I've you know, obviously followed the Crimson Tide. I've been very fortunate and blessed. And, we went to this national championship game as well, and you know, you talk. You, you when the game's over, win or lose, you try to dissect it. You know, and that's what sports radio is all about, right? You you hammer on one point, you find one problem that 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 led to that win or loss. And I look at it with Alabama being on the losing side, which doesn't happen a lot, and you try to you try to break it down. Like, sure, there was an injury early on; that was one big part. You lose your top receiver; that's going to be a huge loss to your offense. But you couldn't convert in the red zone; you were settling for field goals there, right? you weren't you didn't make you didn't make a big play on defense or had a big penalty later in the game but you add in all these factors you can't truly point to one thing to lead to the outcome right it's a combination of and it goes beyond what we even see too it's probably preparation it's game plan all this stuff but just in the actual game itself those 60 minutes between the lines you can point to two or three things that all kind of add together to bring you that one play obviously will will shift momentum but without two or three things happening concurrently then you know, the the results probably not going to be the same,
0: right? It's like when you see a team make a big comeback, usually the team that blew the lead, it's like, wow, if any one of these six things had gone our way, we would have been all right. Right. (laughs) But all six things went against us. And that's why we blew this. Leave so yeah
1: yeah and I, I know you you were going to stick to football here because the NFL ratings have been down too and you know there's and we know this this world we live in right now John right it's so black and white you're either you you see either see things with one worldview or another there's very little gray or at least that we hear about right that the voice is not amplified in that in that uh, kind of medium there but NFL ratings w- you know this is just more than just one or two th- one thing that's this factoring into these these declines yeah so nfl
0: ratings started going down and you have to understand this is all relative right i mean still the the 10 of the 10 most watched tv programs in america in 2021 like eight of the 10 were nfl games Hmm, so you know they're still dominating the ratings it's just compared to where they used to be ratings have declined some and so this really started in like 2018 2019 And so people are asking, all right, why are NFL ratings going down? Why are less people watching NFL games? Well, so there's a sector of the population that says, well, you know, a lot of people like us, Patriots like us don't like to see people kneeling during the national anthem. So we're not watching the NFL and we're showing them because their ratings are down. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. That's a part of it, but that's not the only thing. It's never just one thing. I also know black guys who at the time were not watching the NFL because they were essentially not interested until Colin Kaepernick got a shot somewhere. Right. And and so that's the other side of that same debate. Also not watching. Then you have, you know, the Trump presidency in general was a time where everybody was really focused on politics. So cable news, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, all of the ratings on those channels were through the roof during the Trump presidency. Well, mm-hmm. that's just a trade-off. More people are watching cable news instead of the NFL. And then you have the the constant fracturing of media in general with more streaming platforms and different ways that people are consuming media, it's inevitable that the ratings are going to go down. So you can't just pin it on one thing.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I look now, you know, we, we, we talk about one of the biggest issues that we're discussing, you know, in our jobs, uh, and especially for you, is inflation. That's like the, the one of the number one topics right now we're hearing from from financial advisors, and I'm sure you're hearing from your clients all the time that come in and, and, and ask about what can we do to to combat this inflation. But you know depending on you know your political beliefs to your point, you probably have a reason to point to for why inflation is where it is, but again, it's it's multiple factors.
0: Yeah, so the easy knee-jerk thing is to say, well, the government has injected all of this money into the economy with bailouts and stimulus and all that stuff throughout the pandemic. Well, yeah, certainly that's a big part of it. And historically, that is what we've understood to be the main cause of inflation is too much money floating around in the economy. That's absolutely a part of it. It's not the only thing, though. We also have just basic rules of supply and demand where there's not enough stuff and people want to buy it and the stuff isn't there because of supply chain issues and, you know, people having trouble getting folks into work. And so, you know, manpower employment problems, but just look at the, the supply chain stuff that in and of itself is another Example of it's not just one thing. Uh It's you had all these factories and plants that were closed for a while because at the beginning of the pandemic, nobody knew what they were dealing with. They sent everybody home and they just got hopelessly behind and never caught up to the demand. You have issues like our ports. Our ports are some of the most inefficient ports in the world. In other countries, their ports are largely automated and so they run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, for us, Our ports, you know, all these longshoremen have these unions that they're a part of. And so that has kept the automation out of our ports. So our ports can't run 24-7. Our ports run, you know, a typical eight to 10-hour day because that's what the work week looks like for the guys working at the ports. Well, even if you could magically come in and fix that, that wouldn't solve the problem because our warehouse infrastructure and our trucking infrastructure is based on the current work schedule at the ports. So even if you fix the port issue, you still have to then fix warehouses and trucking to fix the supply chain. So again, it's not just one thing.
1: I pulled up the US debt clock while you were talking and I think we uh, our debt increased by about $3 million during your answer. So just <laughs> right. to, to, to tell right. you exactly where we're heading right now. But yeah, I mean, to your point, that's, that's so true. And, you know, to kind of pull this all together on, on what we do and, and, you know, talking with our clients on a day-to-day basis to work with them, you know, it's a big thing to why we, we've rolled out kind of multiple channels of content creation and, and ability to market what you do and who you are and what your business is. You know, radio was the focus for a long time and you can kind of speak to this because, You've been with Third Will since the beginning, obviously helping start the company, but radio, then the, the move to podcasting and really branching that out. Now there's the added social media marketing and promotion of your podcast, but now there's video. There's a lot of people that want to add the video element to what they're doing and creating a YouTube channel. Um, and we had these conversations, John, with people that, you know, if you want to do, you know, you want to do one thing, that's great. But people that want to try multiple things. Uh, it's important that you actually take the steps and do each one of those, right? You know, just just sitting down and recording the podcast each month is good, and and it gives you the content and it gives you you know some things to put on your website. But unless you're talking to your clients about that, unless you're sending it out to, in your newsletter and pushing it that way, right? Or you know, any of these conversations you're having with a prospect and you point them to a podcast and say, hey, I just talked about inflation um, on this podcast that I do. You know, check it out. It's these multiple. Efforts that you're putting into promoting the podcast that lead to it. It's not just create the podcast and watch the clients reach out and the prospects reach out. You got to be doing multiple things. Same with video. You have to add that video element if that's what you want to do, along with the podcast, have those two things work together. But it also is your website. Do you have a good landing page, right? Where that experience is easy to navigate, easy to find. Um, You just don't know how people are going to come across what you're doing, right? As a financial advisor. Where you want to be able to capture them in multiple places.
0: Really important to understand the synergy that happens between all of these different marketing funnels and how they all work together. I'll give you two specific examples from my own business. So, back in 2019 and earlier, when you could still get people to come out to a class and fill up a classroom for retirement planning information, I would market that class that I would do a couple of different ways. I would do postcards. I would do some social media advertising, and then I would talk about it on my radio show. I'd say, hey, if you want to come into the class, here's how you do it. Just give us a call. We'll get you registered. So basically three ways of inviting people to that class, okay? Well, at the end of each class, I would hand out a little survey, just, you know, what did you like about the class? What could we have talked more about, talked less about? And then I'd always include a, what inspired you to sign up for this class? question. The idea being they'll essentially tell me what marketing funnel brought them there. Now, the beauty of this is I know already which marketing funnel brought them in. If they were responding to a postcard, they're going to a specific URL or calling a specific phone number. So we know that they came from that postcard. If you've ever done any mass mailing, that's not a new concept to you. You understand how that works. If they came in from the radio show, well, we would have fielded that call, gotten the message from them. We know who was a radio lead, who was a social media lead, who was a postcard lead. We already know that. But it's fascinating to see what happens when we ask them what brought them in. So as an example, in one of the classes I did, I I remember this couple because they're a client now, and I know that they came in, they registered for the class via the postcard that they got in the mail. The direct mail piece is what got them in. They called the phone number on the postcard and registered for the class. (laughs) But guess what they put on that survey when I said, what inspired you to take this class? You know what they put? What's They said, I've been listening to the radio show for years. Well, there you go, yeah. And so they they didn't register for the class from the radio show. They were familiar with me through the radio show. And then when they got the postcard, that's what called them to, caused them to take the step. Right. So all these things are working together.
1: Well, to your point there is like, if you weren't doing both of those, would you have brought them in,
0: right? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, maybe, who knows? Right. But very likely not. I'll give you another example. So this is weird in that it was a referral that I got from somebody who's not even a client. So hmm. um, this was a lady who had who listens to my radio show and Uh, I guess, had a friend in the car with her while she was listening to the show one day while they were going somewhere. And so, you know, the friend in the car is hearing this show for the first time. Person who always hears the show is telling their friend about the show. Friend says, oh, okay. well, you know, I don't drive around that much. I probably won't catch the radio show, but I'll go check out this guy's podcast. Listens to the podcast for a few months, schedules a visit to come in with me, becomes a client. How did that happen? Because they heard the podcast. Where did they learn about the podcast? By being in the car with their friend who told them about the radio show. You know, so it's all synergy, all this stuff works together. I'll say it one more time, it's never just one thing.
1: Yeah, and it's and and that's when you're trying to really trying to hone in on on you know what effort is you know, why am not getting enough downloads on the podcast or enough views on the video? Well, all you need is that, you know, a few that are really good leads and it turns into something. So it's interesting to see how those things all work together and just the behavior of people. Right. And, and you know, that's a great example. Both of those stories are, are perfect for that. So again, you know, you want to really do one thing really well if you're doing it, but it's multiple efforts and multiple ways to promote and market your stuff that it's all going to come together. And that synergy will provide you the best results. And while you not may not be able to track it, and for people that are like super into data and analytics, and you know, one plus one equals two, you might not always get that right. But know that these things are working together and that's the reason why we've seen success with people and why you know people have been doing podcasts for three four years now along with some other things that they're doing marketing wise so really interesting john uh so i appreciate your input on that um being over at rosewood wealth but also one of the co-owners here at third world media and again it gives us a good perspective on that uh, before you get out of here we know this episode is going to launch in march with march mattis on the horizon how are you feeling about your Tar Hills?
0: uh not great i think would be the answer
1: to that question (laughs) you're not expecting a deep tournament run huh
0: (laughs) not at this stage maybe uh maybe in a future year not not every year can be a national championship Ben,
1: that is true i learned that About a month ago, John. So thanks for bringing that back up. All right. We'll close it out here on Rounding Third. Uh, Check us out online, thirdwheelmedia.com. Please subscribe to our newsletter too while you're there. We've just uh, rolled that out. It's monthly right now, but we're going to have video, podcast, uh, fun facts, some other tools in there that you can utilize as well. Hopefully it will provide value to you you whether or not you work with Third Wheel or not. And also like us on Facebook as well. Still more to come here on Rounding Third. Please subscribe to the show. John, thanks for your time, man. We'll talk to you later on.
0: Always a pleasure.